nuestros jefes y a nuestras mujeres. Maldición para los patrios que se jodan un rato. Y los reyes también. ¡Eso! ¡Coño! ¡Mirad a Stephen! ¡Feliz semana de brujas! You're not doing this again. What do you mean? Of course I am. You know the week leading up to Halloween is always my witch party week with the guys. Yeah, and you guys get wasted. We have some drinks. Sup, witches? All right, Randy's got the JD. Yeah, who's got the other stuff? Kevin says he's bringing it. Nice. A to Z, Hello and welcome to a very special Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. I guess it's special. It's this uh, only time I think this will ever occur that we're doing two title tracks in two episodes in a row. I thought this is sort of a special song. That's why I sort of... That's true. That's true. And and a special guest. Yeah, well. I don't know why it sounded so like it was a question like Jonathan, but yes. Um, well, that's, you know, that's you might want to make sure. You might yes. want to make sure. Jonathan? Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a very special guest. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a man who certainly probably for most religions doesn't really need an introduction because... I've had requests. I've had requests. There you go. Get Axel oh, back. really? On. Yeah, from... Nice. Um, from um, um, for, uh, one I remember for sure with geographical... Uh, precision and that was from um, North Carolina I think it was Blue Ridge what? Mountains yeah okay wow nice dug your input last time and you were on with us for a quite a marathon of a sitting I think it was one of our three longest so uh, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. It was, it was, <laughs> sorry no it's it's okay I just real I, I I knew because I realized in the middle of it like shit like how uh, this is going like this is more than i asked it's gonna like, take a while we're gonna need a big yeah boat. yeah yeah. but but it was fun like still and i yeah, yeah I, I liked that episode it, it was a good discussion so yeah, yeah it's it's nice to be back was, uh, i i actually fun. have sort of a ritual for this this uh-huh. the theme of this like i can't sit here just like we we need to get in the mood so oh, i'm okay. just gonna light some candles we need some fire burning here tonight candelabre like. what would that be in english i think it is a candelabre i think it's a french word or ah, something. Candelabre. that's yeah, uh, basically a very nice fancy mount system for candles i guess yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. so yeah okay now i got the hellfire uh, fire burning I, I have a small candle here that uh nice there you go, sort of soon. But also, Excellent. I have I have on the Zoom call. I have a uh, the number of the beast single uh, background, single background with the decapitated devil and our friend yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, we recollected that. I think it was a four-hour sitting, resulted in mm. two one and a half hour episodes. So that was yeah, yeah. quite intense on a normal, random day. Um, mm. So thanks again for going through that with us. I had another recollection, and that's something I wanted to go back to. The only mm. time we met was last summer. Mm. Yeah, that's so, true. That was an interesting day. I think it was sort of like really in the middle of life uh, <laughs> on both ends. Like we had yeah. things going yeah, on yeah, that yeah. day. But it, we, I met it, but it felt like, I mean, we've been in contact like over a few years now mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So so it felt like, you know, seeing an old friend, it wasn't like weird or anything. No, it it just, we hit it off it, really well, I thought. Yeah, 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 definitely did. But I think it was uh, like there were, we had things going on in our minds that day. Like you were tired of Maiden, I remember. Yeah, like, I was really tired of Maiden. Like we were doing like the final, uh, the ending of our Maiden podcast, me and, and Ewells, my brothers. Uh, so uh, I was just like really fed up with me I, it was too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i remember it yeah. was like i want to listen to other music for a bit <laughs> and i wanted to ask you now I've, I've saved this did you have you listened to other music for a bit i've listened yeah i, I have i've found uh, quite a few new good artists not that much as i used to because uh, like 
the boredom with Maiden, like it was larger than that. I was sort of bored with music in general. So oh. I've been listening mostly to, yeah, well, like music related podcasts and stuff, but, but the actual art of music, um, it's been gone for a while, but yeah, I still like, I, well, I choose wisely what I listen to. Right. Let's put it that way. Right. And it was, it was fun because I had some friends with me and you were telling them too, like, Oh, I, I mean, I'm done with Maiden. I'm done. <laughs> like, so what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I'm flying to Poland to see Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Which turned out to be maybe the best Iron Maiden concert That's I've cool. ever That's seen. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have a ticket for Krakow this year. I, I think and I've never been to be Poland. Good. I've never been. I've been to Ukraine a few yeah, times. Yeah, it was my first time as well. Mm. So, yeah. It was nice. People were wild when they were drunk in Poland. I can imagine. Yeah. That's something that. that's yeah. sort of, uh, you know, self-explanatory almost. <laughs> <if> you, <laughs> like, and that's no critique to the to the Poles. I mean, I'm I'm half Finnish and half Norland, so I mean, we we drink too. We drink our part. But it was a great day. Yeah. It was very nice meeting you actually. And I remember uh, uh, we uh, I remember after the afterhang and we were sitting mm. in the bar, we were saying goodbye in, uh, uh, near the night bus that was going to Borås. And I remember, yeah, Axel is a good friend. And now we met mm. and sort of like uh, uh, fortified the union here. So that was actually <laughs> yeah. one, one of the highlights of the trip, actually, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and, do you, and during that trip, you, Eric, uh, you hung out with the other part of my podcast. Yep. We were like two teams yeah, or something. Yeah, two teams, yeah. not divided by podcast. No. It's funny <laughs> because um, um, I recall... <laughs> Also, for, that was all, I think I I know we told this story or I told the story on the on the on this pod earlier this earlier it would have been during the summer I guess, but I was uh, flipping through my phone just I got a new phone recently I found pictures from uh, a lovely place called Laxo which is in the middle of fucking mm. nowhere <laughs> where the train was stranded for quite a while and yeah. we just hung out in, in the sun drinking beer that was great. Yeah, that was great, but it was like really stressful. Uh, yes, oh, I know. Still, yeah. like we had a show to go to. Like we we were putting on a lecture, <laughs> a lecture. so uh, on on Iron Maiden. So yeah, we were on a tight schedule, and it felt like shit to be stuck there for what, like three hours, oh, yeah, two ridiculous. hours. It was insane. Yeah, but a big success, uh, I heard. The lecture. Oh, yes. Yeah, there was it was yeah. a, there, there, that was a, it was a delightful. Uh, and also when when we did our recollection last summer, Eric told me a cute thing that a lot of fans would come up to the brothers and like be nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Starstruck. Yeah, it, was, it was very strange. And there were the best part, I think, like it's a detail, but it felt nice. But there were South American maiden fans there. They didn't come from for our podcast. They just heard like there's some Iron Maiden event upstairs or something. And they just tagged along and they sat through the whole thing and they were super hyped and it like it it feels more maiden when there's south american fans oh, there yeah. you know sure. it, and, and it was ridiculous Nicely uh, the done. most absurd night in my life probably that's good but, yeah it was very fun one yeah. of the more absurd nights could also have been when you played a gig in front of guys uh only guys smoking joints and reading porn. Three guys in a living room. Yeah, that was the <laughs> one. Last yeah, time. with my old band. Was it with Cranium? Yeah. Cranium, right? Cranium, yeah. Uh, the Sign Records, yeah. They're playing like a week from now or so in this very I suburb. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're quite, playing quite much in Sweden lately. So, uh, yeah. All, all, yeah, it's, it's nice for them. And you did some Mellotron work, some key work on their, their latest... Yeah, I added some some keyboards just in regular soundscapes. Like I guess yeah, from like the Mellotron past. and organ, pretty much. But yeah, it sounds uh, doom. It sounds a bit proggy, and it's it's nice. It's heavy. It's gonna be a good record. Yeah. Cool. So it's cool. Very recently, we had your brother on. Did the Nomad? Hmm? Yeah, I listened episode. to that one as well. Uh, it was a nice it. episode. Yeah, I was yeah. so nervous about telling him about that musical theft. But it turned out <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, yeah, was, man. That's the only like, time I've been really nervous about, like, almost, could, I, could this destroy someone's favorite song? Like, honestly, I haven't done my research. It was the first time I ever heard about it as well. Uh, but maybe it's just because I've thought, like, it, it can be the piece of music that it is, and I won't do, like... Yeah, it's fantastic in its own right. Yeah, well, and you know where, where I stand with this. I love samples. I, I like some hip-hop stuff. And yeah, yeah, I'm so with you. I mean, I hate ownership of music. Ownership it's of weird. music is like the yeah. wor weirdest idea ever, and we need to get rid of it. It's weird. It's actually based on selling notes, 
back in the day. Yeah, because exactly. It's, fancy it's people like, could buy the notes and own a piece. And I think it was yeah. like a British king or something. It's like because of him, because of some random ass thing, they just made a law and then everything's modeled after like something that people came up with in like the 1600s yeah. or something. Yeah. It's, it's true. so strange. The, um, yeah. It's interesting because I, I listened, I was this sort of, uh, there's a quote I really like, and I'm probably going to get a bit of it wrong, uh, cause, uh, but uh, I recently listened to um, the Feckin' and Metal podcast, which our friend Fergal, he does that one, and he had Biff Byford on, and they were talking about, I guess, mm. being compared to other things, and you know, and I think, I think for the most part, there's almost, you know, I don't think it matters that there's a song that's very similar to that because I think that you know, there's no one's going to completely reinvent the wheel and make something completely, you know, new at this point. But no. I think the quote is something like "comparison is the th- the thief of joy" because like if you mm. fucking you know put too much you, yeah I mean I'm sure there's I'm sure there's tons of stuff that sounds exactly like many many else. like uh, one of my recent mega favorites have been uh, "Diary of a Madman" and famously that acoustic piece in the song is from a Cuban uh, classical guitarist. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, but that's weird not? because I heard the yeah. Cuban piece before I heard Diary of Madman <laughs> when I was oh, in really? music school. So, and I was like, for me, it's almost good. It's like, okay, we have another good song. We have a, a bonus mm. here. And also, it's cool that you hadn't done your research because otherwise we were kind of redundant as a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. To you add something, something to yeah. the discussion. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, it's like science. But that was most delightful. It's always great to have your brother on too. Uh, yeah. he, he always has that. Uh, he's very engaged in, in this. Yeah, he's so passionate, man. Like, Very passionate. You, That's you the is so passionate. Yes. A lot of emotion. Yeah. I like that, you know. Wearing it on his sleeve. Yeah, I'm more of the analytical sort of overthinking person <laughs> yes, or something. Yes, but yes, but yeah. he speaks from the heart and it's, it's yeah. yeah. I feel more like the analytical thing there, perhaps. Uh, and yeah. Eric is a third. He's a different version. I call him yeah, the yeah. innkeeper. <laughs> Eric is the innkeeper yeah. man. Innkeeper. He, you know, he's the guy behind the bar and he's like cleaning up a glass and he's talking to you and you're feeling at home. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So we have, um, we have a pun intended, a hell of a song today to get to. A hell of a song. Yeah. I have so much to say about this song. Like, like I haven't sat down and analyzed it. I've listened to it a lot and I know the song, but I, like, let's see where it goes. I don't want to get too deep about like, specific like how does adrian keep his pick like at what <laughs> angle or something like not nothing right, like that right. but if anyone knows that you can just tell me right now and we might like can skip that part later it's but, fun yeah. to <laughs> talk about that because i did a, a, an episode yesterday on the song good morning by megadeth and the mm-hmm. guys were talking about how he held his pick <laughs> and i was thinking is but this it too makes are we going too far sound now? difference though it's it's important oh, yeah. like it is important slanted. for guitar oh, players i but, slant i slant it it makes yeah. it sound more for for everyone else it makes makes yeah. it sound more <laughs> Unless yeah, do, do, it's do, do. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But less of the punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I had a theme yeah. for for this song that comes into lyrics, it comes into the music, and it comes into my appreciation of music and everything, and perhaps yours mm. too. And it's the high and it's the low. It's the high culture and it's the low culture, or you know, the fancy, the couture, and yeah. and and the Lidl, or you know, street. <laughs> it has both yeah. and so much of it, and it's very much, I guess, what I like about heavy metal. I think. That mm. you get, you get these punky riffs that sound like when the saints go marching in, in, the, in you know, in major <laughs> yeah, kind of major yeah, exactly, mixolydian, yeah. mixolydian to be precise, and then yeah. you get this hellish, huge, dramatic theme, uh, and it's mm. number of the beast, it's Iron Maiden, uh, it's the high and the low, and like opera and punk, classical music and punk at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and I'm exa- like, I've thought about the lyrics a lot. And the whole controversy yep. w- when it was released and the Christian mothers and everything. And I, like, yeah, like, I want to talk some about the politics of it. And it's yes. just, and it's it's really interesting, Joe. Um, and but as well, like, I have the privilege of been talking to um, the man behind the artwork, That's Derek true. Riggs. And, and he had his views on why people kept burning their records and... and mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite interesting. I'll, I'll put like. a link in the show notes for for that episode because you, yeah. your brother, you did that in English, obviously. There, Kriegs does yeah, no Swedish. Yeah, it's quite a spec. Like he doesn't do many interviews. <sighs> no, who so, did an interview? And no, we just hit no it. We hit it in the middle of an episode. I don't think we. I think we mention his name in maybe the like the description, but it's not like he's really hidden. Uh, which is weird. We should really release it. Cut it out, yeah, or put it on YouTube, you know, yeah. or something. But it's also cool that it's... Yeah, it's like it's the hidden. true part of <laughs> yeah, it's it. It's like, yeah, it's that's not, cool. It's not, <laughs> it's not PR. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that, that yeah. was cool. That was a cool one. And uh, maybe we should start theme then. What do you guys think? Theme, lyrics, yeah. controversy, sure. all that stuff. Because it's yeah. perhaps larger than the music of this track. Mm? I, think it, I think it sort of is one of those things where the... Um, the song is sort of the the sort of vibe and sort of the whole thing surrounding the song, or the the, the the sort of the concept of the song itself is bigger than the because bigger than the actual song. Because at the end of the day, yeah, this essentially high is and low, right, Eric? The yeah, contrast yeah. of the of the grand and the quite punky basic. But yeah, do continue. Exactly. Well, I mean, like for instance, like you know, this. Uh, um, uh, Anytime you hear, especially for people like us who've listened to this stuff, you know, probably millions of times, you can kind of you, can, you kind of forget that at the end of the day, you, this this is just a it's, a it's a kick-ass fucking you know heavy metal song. That's essentially what it is. But there's so much more surrounding it, and you you listen to it now, like with our ears, you'll you'll get all kinds of mental images of you know you, gigs and the devil, all all the sort of sort of baggage that comes with having had this song in your life for you know. Yeah. For, 30 years, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. That's like happened to me. Like when, so when the leg, the first wave of the legacy tour was about to commence and I was just re-listening to a bunch of stuff I hadn't listened to in a while. And like, I, I was sort of just like, it was like hearing some of the stuff like two minutes to midnight. I had not listened to in quite a while. And like, wow, this is just a fucking badass song. And you, yeah. and you, so you're just like hearing it again for the first time. Cause I sort of let, yeah, for, sort of not, not forgot about it, but hadn't really, dabbled in it for quite a while and i think this yeah. song i mean I, I it hasn't happened to this song yet but because there's so much surrounding it that it feels like it's it's, it's a concept in of itself but i imagine yeah. that it you know it'd be cool to hear it with those sort of ears again just like just as like a cool song rather than this whole you know yeah thing. legacy of the beast made that song into just a cool song for me mm. two minutes but like yeah, no number beast. of the beast, beast. Mm. this track yeah, yeah, and cool. and yeah, it's it's uh, like I'm just right out of the bat. I'm gonna say it's probably my favorite. Iron like yeah, I say that about like four different songs or something, but it's one of those. It's it's one of my absolute favorite Iron Maiden songs, and it's because it like it isn't a Maiden song really. Like it it doesn't have any of the typical Iron Maiden ingredients in no. it really. Like musically, if we're, if we're talking riffs and. and yeah you know, harmonies and, you know. Uh, it to, they had a bit of that in the beginning, which was probably then inherited from maybe other British music and so on, mm. um, that kind of tone. Uh, I completely agree with you. Timing-wise, rhythm-wise, uh, tonality is not too And it's maybe. such an early 80s metal song. Mm. It's just like early 80s metal is the best metal. Like yeah, 1982, yeah. three metal is, it, it, it sounds the best. I love 81. If you listen to this show, you know, I have many examples from that year and I keep finding more. That's a great yeah. year. But yeah. 82 and 83, as good. And heavy metal, new wave of British heavy metal ended in 83, I claim. Okay. When they killed Eddie in Dortmund, it was over. Mm. Of course, not the genre. The genre of music continues. It's continuing today. But the movement. The yeah, the movement. movement it it ended it. there. It was a short movement. Yeah. I guess well, everyone that like studied that would agree that the actual new wave of British heavy metal movement was very brief. It mm -hmm. was like 79 to 83. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quick back yeah, then. But it's it's very, very, yeah. Uh, like, I love it. I love it to death. Could this be the theme song for the entire new wave of British heavy metal? Good. Not a bad pick, I would say. No. But there are others. It's uh, it's definitely, I mean, it's, um, I think probably there's uh, this and maybe, the, I mean, it, what's, didn't Saxon release, um, which one did they release around the same time? Denim and Leather? Like strangers in a 747 or yeah maybe but anyways there's one of those wheels of Denim steel leather could also be one of those sort of <laughs> yeah <laughs> denim and leather title. that's a great good title. song yeah. wheels of steel yeah. denim and leather Fuck. <laughs> that's and so stuff, metal like, there's yeah. things like i love that and there's things like they have one that's like 
was it? it's called like solid ball of rock and like eh, I mean, yeah, you yeah you mentioned that before yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been listening to them as well i was i've been practicing singing lately and i figured out of these traditional heavy metal guys i can actually sing mm. some sax and stuff yeah. nice I found, I found this new technique so i because uh, wow. i i'm supposed to sing on my own record and i realized shit i better start cracking and yeah. learning this now <laughs> yeah uh, and i want i want to get a little higher than my baritone voice permits and saxon yeah. has, has been very good for that actually nice to try and get there okay do you guys remember your first time hearing this? I remember my first time because it was my slightly younger cousin, half a year younger. And he, he was playing guitar and he had figured out our maiden when he was 10. Uh, mm. So we were, I was 12 at the time and he showed me this riff. This is my favorite riff, he said. And <laughs> I've, I've loved it as much ever since. And it's quite a weird riff. You know? It is a weird riff. The, weird. the rhythm of it is is it's like it's so unique. There's no song like it. Like there's no heavy metal song with what is it? It's five four. No, yeah, but it's like or it's three phrases of four and then a fourth to three it depends yeah. on how you count it. But it, yeah, it's it's uneven mm. in a in a like really classical sort of folk music kind of phrasing and it's it's. Yeah, like the rhythm feels like like an old folk dance rhythm or something. It's it's almost it grooves. Yeah, it's extended. Yeah, it's sort of this thing where like I when I when I had dabbled in like trying to play this or learn this, the first couple times I recall, I was sort of surprised at how tricky that rhythm actually is because deceptively, like this can't be that hard. Can it's like no 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 no, it's way more than that. Yeah, you need to count a bit, and you need to listen to the melody as yeah. you play it, or something. Uh, like, yeah, it. I like just I love that rhythm, it, and that's like Maiden has never revisited anything of that. No. It's just in this song. I feel like yeah, yeah. and very untheoretical. So I like that you mentioned folk music because it's not like he knew it was five four. No, it's no, no. It's it's a feeling. He might yeah. not even know today that it's five four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and another okay. interesting thing about folk music and you know the non-theoretical i guess is uh, i played this song on a semi-big stage last summer uh, with a with the tribute band and there is no counting there's no reference where to go it's only that spoken word that we yeah. all know and love and then i'm murray so i start with steve or ari in our case ari arca and we yeah. gotta start at the same time somehow wow there's nothing that you know and there's no way you could put a little count in that's destroying no. the whole vibe. So it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. deep breath. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, we start at the same time. <laughs> and that's exactly wow. how Maiden are doing it. Yeah. They don't have any reference. No. That's so cool. Steve has no in-ears. There's, there's nothing of that kind. They're just him and Dave might stand a little closer as that yeah. is about to occur. Same yeah. in uh, songs like Song of the Cross. Yeah, you know, you exactly, see them yeah. closing into each other, and it's so real. That's like, yeah, it's that's how you live. play music live. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to be that guy that completely slags off on backing tracks, but I'm also going to be that guy in mm. certain cases. Like, come on. You can't do heavy metal to a computer. It's no. So, it's so cool when these sort of moments like that. Stuff sorry. Too, so. sorry, Eric, go ahead. No, I sorry, yeah, sorry, I was going to say, it's so cool moments like that sort of also... Um, because Maiden is such, you know, it's 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 sort of this as a one of those bands that seems like very much so larger than life and this this big sort of machine almost. And it's cool to sort of think like in that moment that you can just like, you literally see it's just a it's 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 a band like any other band playing a song together and they have to stand next to each close to each other to get, to get that right. So it's just mm. really a band playing a cool metal song. That's all it really is. Yeah. But it becomes so much bigger. But in those small moments when you can see that, you know, you can see the sort of the. Uh, uh, and everything can fall apart. Works. Everything yeah. can fall apart, like it did in Sign of the Cross in Stockholm 2019. Mm. It fell apart, they saved it nicely, and I yeah. love that. I love that, because that creates an urgency, creates mm. a danger to it that is lost when you're, you know, you're running safe backtracks, and even the vocals are on a pre-recorded track. If you start hearing the singer going sour, the front of house engineer punches in yeah. the backtrack, and you know, of course it's going to sound great, but it's still a bit fake, I have to say. Yeah. I have to be yeah, that yeah. guy a little bit. Yeah, it is. It is fake. Like, yeah, honestly. Like, Partially. It's not to be like a, you know, mid middle-aged, everything was better <laughs> before. Mm. But it, I think it objectively is better to have it completely live. The experience yeah. is better. And yeah, like 
Yeah, I mean, it's okay to go to a pop gig and listen to something perfect if the songs are good and you're yeah, well, I mean, drunk and in a party style, mood or something. You know, it, it's yeah. like, like, but it's just not the same. I don't know. Maybe I'm romantic about it. Yeah, well, I think it should it, be. Yeah. I think it should be. Yeah. But I mean, if it's a band, if it's like the duo Icona Pop, for example, of course they have backtracks and of course it's good, you know, yeah. or The Knife or something like that. That's no, I'm not going to be an asshole about that. But I mean, if Man, it's a and, metal yeah. band and they have this whole metal thing, they're standing in their head banging, and then you yeah. hear this in your ear. It kind of, you know, doesn't really jive for me. Completely no, no, yeah, yeah. But of course, anything can be done and there are no rules. So. Yeah, and you need to be a really good musician to play to a click track as well. So, you know. Mm. Um, I've done it a yeah. lot because I still use it in the studio when I write songs mm. with my drummer we put in a click on to stay together more coherently and also so I can edit it afterwards yeah. I mean it's super yeah. useful it so. is very useful yeah but it yeah and I have used it live too on stage so you know I'm kind of throwing uh, rocks in a glass house as we say <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a thing like I mean like obviously I, I, I understand when I was younger I probably it was way more like you know like oh I just see a fucking you know, it's it's cheating using the back. Like no, it's not. I mean, I don't really see it as cheating. I think that it depends what the situation is, uh, and you know, but of course, it's cooler if the guys that you're actually doing it. Um, mm. Also, you gotta cheat sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you gotta cheat. You know, it's like there, yeah. again, no rules. So you, whatever you can do, do it basically. And I play electronic music live, mm. and I mean that's just like basically playing pre-recorded loops but you're mixing them like you're mixing filtering yeah you're mixing them and you're like yeah doing stuff with the synthesizers and and but it's just you've planned everything like really and and there's a bit of flexibility but it there's like yeah it but it's just different that's what i'm trying to say it's still live it's as live but it's different different so, different performance and i when yeah. i did click tracks it was a band that had sort of an electric six sound like a disco rock mm-hmm. type deal we didn't have a bass player because the bass was running through an ampeg but on a pre-recorded track through my sound mm-hmm. card it was a pre-recorded bass and then all those weird noises and stuff and definitely that show was we knew it was going to be 30 minutes and five seconds because yeah that was you know that was it and i've played keys too now first gig on keys and i can't mm-hmm. play piano but I can play with one hand, and the other is for the <laughs> yeah, knobs. Mostly one finger. Yeah, the other is for yeah, the knobs, exactly. you know. So yeah. it's uh, just a monosynth, a mono, poly, uh, mono, no, monophonic, yeah, monophonic mm. analog. Because I like analog; nice. it reminds me more of guitar. You yeah, feel yeah, the electricity yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. So yeah, uh, we talked about the intro, right? It's an iconic intro. It it's is. The intro and the intro it's, speech. Um, come on, like first time you heard that, and every time I've heard that, I love that. I love that spoken word. It's so cool. Yes. Yes, it's by the guy uh, Barry Clayton is the guy's name. Barry Clayton, yeah. They tried to get the, what was his price? Vincent, name? Price. Vin- Vincent Price, but yeah, he was too expensive. Yeah, apparently. Well, yeah, he was probably a diva at that time, right? So he had been I don't know. Like, I mean, he also he he, yeah, he didn't, he didn't he didn't even you know he didn't need to he didn't need to do that. He didn't so no, you know. he had like what he began in like the forties or something oh, like geez. in the film industry. He yeah, he was a legend by then. So great voice too. Uh, it's funny yeah, because you know, a lot of people assume that. I think also a couple of things people assume. First off, I think a lot of people because I have heard someone say online somewhere, "Oh, you know, it's Vincent Price in the intro." Like, no, no, it's not. They just, yeah. You know, so that's a rumor that some people, some people still think that, which is too bad for Barry Clayton because he does a fucking amazing job on him. Didn't but, Barry Clayton go on to become uh, an animated Dracula later? Yeah, Count, Count uh, Dracula. So Count Dracula. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh, but also, I was thinking, that, you know, because a lot of people thought Vincent, Vincent Price was. Uh, British. He was not. He's American. He was American. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He so has that right. sort of dialect that doesn't really. There's. No, I mean, it's, it's the thing you see in a lot of older um, films, yeah. and uh, and Good like it, it's. I think it's often referred to as like a transatlantic dialect, and like you see, yeah. like if you watch like Frasier, he does that too. It's not really British. It's not really American. But there's no yeah. one on the planet who actually talks like that. Nah, it's just very high brow. It's almost like pure English because pure yes, English yeah. obviously isn't old English, just like Swedish isn't old Norse anymore, you know. But mm. today's pure English would be something like that, in my yeah, yeah know, I think like a mix. In in, it's in between, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. But who who's the guy on Michael Jackson's Thriller? Like that's just, I've that's always Vincent Price. Price. That's Vincent Price. Okay, yeah, Michael Jackson good for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do you guys do you guys remember first time hearing the spoken word and the intro and this stuff? Because I know that 
Also, the satanic vibe of it was very yeah. exciting to me when I heard it yeah. the first yeah. time. And yeah. I think you guys might have and seen I, I remember like taking a Bible, we had like, I took a Bible and like looked it up and I was like, oh my God. Word for word. This is so cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know. And that's, that's such a, yeah. That, and, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's about the lyrics and the theme of the song as well. And it's, uh, um, because it like it isn't a satanic song Not in any way. It's no, a no. Christian song. Yes. So is Creeping Death, I've said before. Completely by the book. Yeah, and it's uh but still it's so iconic and black metal wouldn't like probably exist without it or something. Like um maybe it would exist, but it wouldn't sound the same and, and like it's so iconic for heavy metal and Satan, like yes. that relationship. It's it's so it's so important, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, to actually say it out loud, like that stuff. There's yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know, like Venom stuff, and and there's other oh, yeah. early, but it's yeah, quite yeah. early for such a mainstream thing as well, and it's it's cool. Yeah, there's a reason they burned yeah. that one. And not like albums by Arthur Brown or Coven exactly. or something like that in the late 60s. But uh, I think Eric must have some re- recollections of oh. from his Catholic youth. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it did feel very, it felt slightly dangerous, mm. I recall. And did you ever have any um, parental backlash from listening to Maiden or other... Other stuff, yes. Devilish um, metal music? Yeah, oh, yeah, other stuff definitely I did. Um, but ne- never them, never Maiden for some reason. Um, I recall... What they would do is what I remember. It was this really dumb tactic. Um, uh, if there's an album they discover, oh, he shouldn't be listening to this. What they would do is, for some reason, that my parents decided the best way to sort of uh, keep it from being influenced by this evil devil music was to just remove the lyric booklet. <laughs> so, like, like I remember, like, I, I, that's yeah. cute. <laughs> so, I had borrowed. Um, I had borrowed. There's a there's a, a skate punk band I think from Urbu in Sweden called Satanic Surfers. Now they're not particularly satanic. It's just a, the fucking name. It's a gimmicky name, yeah. And they had, yeah. they had an album called Six 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 Motor In, and I guess I borrowed that from a friend. And my mother or my dad saw it. I guess and my, probably my mom. Like, so she took the lyrics away. So I had to buy the motherfucker a new record because I fucking <laughs> lost the booklet. No. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. But when I mean, it comes to play here, and before this episode, I picked up the Bible. I didn't really pick up the Bible. I don't have one, but I picked up the online <laughs> one. Yeah. And then uh, Revelations chapter eight to thirteen. And it's yeah. so good stuff there. It's, that's the best bit of the Bible. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is. I've read it, is. it in its entirety, like the book of Revelation. It's, so it's cool. the only, like, honestly, the only f- f- lengthy text I've read in the Bible. And yeah. it's purely because of this song. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. As listeners will know, I, you know, was a, my parents were Catholics. I was a Catholic up until I was, I don't know, 17 or 18 or maybe something like that. And uh, I remember when I was inquiring to a nun, or maybe it was a priest actually, about, uh, this the book of Revelations that is obviously the coolest one, and they they literally I was told by multiple people, oh no no don't worry about that one that one doesn't count. What <laughs> what? And there's, but that's sort of the way religion is. They pick and choose those bits. Like no 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 don't worry about that. It's fine. I, I have a bit on that in my slightly longer, but I promise you guys okay. quite interesting little thing on this one. When they came together to put together the Bible in year three hundred or so, uh-huh. mm-hmm. this that particular chapter was a controversy. Should we actually mm. include this? this? The book of Revelations was like, ah, maybe we shouldn't. And it's mm. because it's sort of a rebellious thing, which we'll come into, I guess. Mm. And the basic story is like the, in heaven, there was always angels singing all the time. So you had this nice choir of angels. It's just, you know, it's mm. heaven. It's, it's a great place, apparently. And uh, suddenly they went quiet. For 30 minutes, they went quiet. First time ever. That's a brooding suspicion what's going to happen now. And mm. uh, then. You know, one at a time, seven angels um, sounded trumpets, the mm. alarming trumpets. Mm. And after that comes the beasts. There's not one, but two beasts. Mm. And the first one has like, you know, three heads, sort of like a Cerebrus type character, a head of a bear. And a, I think a, a lion or leopard is in there too. Mm. And it, it comes in and it's uh, boasting about its might and it's uh, getting the people to join it, basically. Hmm. And, and uh, oh, and the seventh seal was open too. I don't know what that means, but there's a lot of sevens here, <laughs> which yeah, that's, which goes well yeah. with Maiden. Yeah, it, it does mythology. Yeah. So uh, yeah. these beasts um, kind of take over the world of man and become worshipped by them, mm. which is 
rumored to be connected to Rome and the, the whole apparatus, the whole the powers mm. that be on Earth, and that this revelation thing or the apocalypse, another oh, interesting yeah. thing, apocalypto, mm. the original word, doesn't mean end or the you know uh, undergång or um, what's the mm. word? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the word for undergång, Erik? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I was going to say apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> you said yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the, the word anyway. The end of the world. The apocalypto original meaning is reveal. So th- mm. this is supposed to revelation, reveal something, just like revelation, right? And, yeah. uh, and many think that it's because the early Christians, they were rebe- rebels. They were rebelling mm. against big powers and they were mm. hunted. You know, they, yeah. they were severely hunted. So it's rumored to be that this whole chapter is warning people about Rome. And Rome or Nero yeah. is the beast, like uh, yeah. Bruce addressed in his pod as well. And uh, several other podcasts have talked about this. But I find mm. it incredibly interesting that, you know, us growing up, maybe Christians were not so rebellious. Uh, no, not at all. It's but, the norm. They used it, be, you know, they used yeah. to be. And that's why it goes to what you said, Eric, that this chapter was. You know, don't mind that because this is the punk chapter. This is the rebellious mm. chapter that is telling you in codes. You know, you who hath understanding, reckon yeah. the number of the beast. Yeah. So it's warning you about Rome. For is it a human? It is a yeah, human number. It is a human number, and that yeah, that's yeah. like it's humanity yes. creating this. Yes. Like yeah, like just you know. Yeah. So it's very interesting what's right? happening to the world, etc. Like it's very interesting. It's very relevant, and yeah, I I I haven't. Honestly, I've never thought about what it's about. It for me, like I read it once when I was what twelve, thirteen, or something, mm, early, and yeah. it was just like this poem for me. It was just cool words after each other or oh, something. Yeah, massively and cool, isn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't think about like heads, yeah. several heads. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's, it's just, like just images and, and gory stuff, and it's it's cool. Yeah. And the last thing is that every man would be marked. And people have connected this to a lot of things, like uh, even now with you know cookie tracking. Uh, you know you get uh, tracking, tracking, mm, cookie tracking, tracking yeah. uh, and uh, removing cash money. You only use card. Mm. Uh, you're being marked. You know it's uh, something that mm. always kind of fits weirdly fits into the society of man. Is this mm. chapter, and especially those eight to thirteen, but the entire book. And I think that's why it was controversial and something you may not want to include in this book mm. because it really could be bad you know and that's why it's yeah. also very metal and very punk and all of yeah. these things and marries perfectly right yeah indeed did you have more on the political side of things i think it'd be a good time now yeah well like yeah it is a christian song and i mean that's like it's just about the hypocrisy of it and and man i'm glad that i wasn't young in the 80s because i would have been so pissed off at all this stuff like the whole satanic panic thing and it's just so dumb and it's just driven by dumb people who like have zero analytical power and i don't know like read the lyrics and then you're like fine it's about a dream and it's actually framed in a bad way it's like this can't go on. I must inform the, the law. law. Like, yeah, <laughs> That's a like, funny row. It's, it's such a Christian Please. thing to say, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a very, like, it's, yeah, it's a very Karen thing to say. It is, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's just... It's Steve wanting to talk to the manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this can't go on. I must know. And it, it's, no. but, yeah, but, and... I don't know, like, it isn't a satanic song, but it, it feels so good to be there in that stadium and just, like, scream 666, the yeah. number of the beast, in a choir of, of, like, yeah, probably atheists, like, most of, most 70% most. of them, at least. Or pagans, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, or pagans, exactly, yeah. We're, we all are, so, you know, in the, in the bottom of things, we all are. Yeah. That's my view on it, anyway. Like, you I can't get rid of the pagan, it's, it's part of a, being a, a man. Definitely, yeah. a man as in a human. human. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, the satanic panic thing. I mean, I I saw a little bit. Of, I mean, my mom is. I mean, you know, she she, she had a little. Bit, there was a little bit of that back home, but it's uh. If you look what's happening in um, certain parts of uh, of the U.S. now, it, it's it's very much alive and well. <laughs> the satanic yeah. panic. They're yeah. they're still doing. They're still going at it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, what was it now? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, but um. But it's 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 uh, yeah. 
it happens on the opposite end too. There's been controversy that I'm not going to go deep into because that's not waters for us. But with the Quran burnings recently, it's been controversy. Mm. Yeah. And the interesting part is not really. Uh, this is my view, but not really. What's what kind of copy of what you know? Copy of something mm. is getting burnt by whom? It doesn't mm. matter so much. What's important is how do you react to mm. this happening? It's mm. a copy. Like you should react like the, the metal bands do, or the, like it's sold copies. I don't care. Yeah, burn them, crush them, yeah. crunch them. I think the, it's uh, just a copy. It's there's no value. There's no mythological value to destroying a copy. Not really. So you should have the attitude that Axel just displayed now. That is kind of silly, and we still yeah. sold that record. You know. I think it's it's for me. It's mm. it's. I think that also like for the. the I mean, we could, we don't need to go into that really. I guess, but. No, but I don't, I'm not going to touch too much on the Quran thing because that's way past my yeah my, my waters. Yeah, you know, there's so many layers to that. Like, so yeah, I can't comment on that. And obviously, you know, yeah. uh, no. we have also we have of course Muslim listeners and all of that and Christian. I presume probably. Yeah, I mean, that, we, I know I'm we have one. We had a Christian on. You know, yes, yes. I'm just saying that uh, in its essence, when you destroy and burn things, it's silly. It's mm, no more agree, than silly. Yeah. That's the essence of it. So I'm yeah, not putting exactly. any higher or bigger political points into it than that. But it's clearly silly. You know, it's, it is think, silly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's so it's. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. There's a. Um, I don't know. It, it's so weird that it, it, it makes me very hard to be excited about being an American when I look at sort of what's going on in certain bits there. Because I just like feel like Jesus Christ. I should. I mean, no but it's awesome guess, too, Eric. America's awesome too. A lot of bits are, but that's the fact that like, like if you just think about like the, the you know like uh, uh, how there's you know p- Christian mothers who are more who, you know who you know there, there's there's I mean I don't really need to get into this because I don't want to get too political about it. But I'm just mm. like you know the you, you people who you know there's, there's 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 shootings going on you know. Multiple shootings weekly, but people are worried about fucking kids, you know, going to a satanic drag show. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, sure. True. I mean, like yeah. when we were when we were there in the states this past uh, over Thanksgiving, I remember like there was a shooting like not too far from where we were because a few uh-huh. days ago. And for me, that was like, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I could never ever live there again because like mm. I, I have enough anxiety about situations that that will not occur. I worry about stuff that's not a problem whatsoever. I don't need to add an actual, real, legitimate threat to my anxiety no. levels. I think. Oh. So yeah, and it's been more yeah. shootings lately over here as well, and I think yeah. maybe that's a little bit more important than whatever gets burnt. That's just my view yeah. on things. You, know? you mentioned earlier, like the, the feeling of being in an arena, being like eighty thousand people, or something yelling six six six, and how great and cool that feels. It'd be funny if like somewhere, like whoever I, I don't know how it works, like there's someone up and looking down from heaven, like yeah, you, you know, you guys are essentially just shit chanting like Rome's area code. That's all it is, really. It's, it's not very really cool. <laughs> like Y Y Z. Yeah, yeah. kind of funny. On the lyrics, I had one thing because I remember mm-hmm. this vividly from my cousin. The only thing that we were slightly worried about in the context of being kids within this group of relatives was the mm. line, the one for you and me. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Yeah, that, that's the one that breaks the... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one that makes it metal. But when I honestly. hear it now, yeah. I think that's the character, a devilish character saying in this dream, like, come on, this is the one for you and me. That's kind of mm. how I see it now. Yeah, like a, trying to lure you into it. So I don't think yeah. it's Steve saying, I'm a Satanist and you should be too. <laughs> no, but it's so. ambivalent, you know, Which it can it cool. mean both, and that's what makes it cool. <laughs> yeah, yep. yep. It's so funny, like with these lyrics and this sort of theme, and this like, like you know, people assuming like, oh my god, they're they're Satanists and they're gonna make our kids Satanists. But like, if you watch a horror movie, like if I watch the Friday Thirteenth, that doesn't necessarily mean that just by watching it and the people, the story, the the, the, the takeaway from that story is not supposed to be yes, pro pro murder. No, no, it's no, it's a horror movie. So it's even kind of yeah, exactly. and the murders are horrible. They don't yeah. feel great to watch. I mean, yeah, they do when you've watched enough of it and you know found uh, i don't know like death metal or something then it's you know beautiful but before that it it isn't and that's the whole point it's yeah like yeah it's about the dynamics i think how it hits like not too long ago eric brought into this show the very fine Mm. title of entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt and obviously (laughs) we're laughing about it you know and you are now too 
And that's yeah. not yeah. because we're laughing at that particular thing. It's ridiculous. It's so yeah. over the top. Yeah, you need it's to. So, blah, you yeah. know, it's, it's there's a context to it. It etc. Yeah. yeah, and those there's guys are good guys. Like infamously, I don't know them personally, but they are known to be super good, nice guys. Uh, Webster and uh, Corpse Grinder and, and all those yeah, fellas, yeah, yeah. you know, and of yeah, course Maiden fans as well, as you should be, and uh, and yeah. all of that good stuff, you know. And I mean, I don't hear many people panicking about them these days but obviously first time i saw those titles i had a bad feeling in my gut and yeah that's just sort of the entry test you know can you handle this dynamic or should you maybe go back to slayer and stay there for a bit which mm. is slightly less i've actually slayer though have the the toughest one to stomach in angel of death that's the really yeah. tough one to stomach it's right, i can't it's, even it's, laugh it's, about that one it's completely yeah. impossible to laugh but i love the song yes it's an amazing song. Yes, I, th- I think it's also people. Sh- people should take these things too too literal in the sense that, like, I mean, like, um, oh, what the song was it? I can't remember. Uh, I, it's not too long ago. I was arguing with my mom about some song because there's some song she was worried about. Like, oh, have you heard this song? You know, oh, she's still onto this. You're forty oh, years still, old yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah, and she, no, she's not trying to stop me from listening to this stuff. Uh, but yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but and I said, okay, you know, I can't remember what song it was, but it was. Uh, uh, and like, well, you know, you can write a song about something and not actually, it doesn't have to be autobiog- autobiographical, just autobiographical. Right, like, right. for instance, like David, David Bowie, for instance, is not a real astronaut. Mm. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, you can write about stuff that you're not actually doing. And, and, uh, and in conjunction with your last point, it's interesting, and I want to ask Axel about this, that maybe it's because that music is so fucking powerful. It could be. That it's more powerful than, than movies. It's more like straight from the heart or straight from heart to heart. And that's why it's scary to people i mean it was to me too right i mean horror yeah, films i think it's mysterious near. for most for the most part like Ethereal it's the it's such an abstract art, art form and to know the rules of it and the like the building stones of music you you actually need to do some research like yeah, yeah you can look at a painting and and but it's very concrete. You can go and look at the brush th- strokes and get the technique, but Removed to layers, listen to the yeah. tick, like, and just by listening to music to understand it, like, more, it, it, it's so abstract. And I think that's what scares people with music as well. Like, if there's movements that seem dangerous connected to some music thing, it's like very cult-like, and yeah, they're yeah. like brainwashed. Backwards you know. messages. Yeah, exactly. Music carries a lot of power. I mean, you use sound to, like in in demonstrations, to ultrasound to warm up bodies, and and they've blasted like Metallica songs at some sea, sea, under siege. military leader in some like they've used like music is used as a weapon as well and and yeah it's it it is powerful it's very powerful It's interesting you talk about uh, the power of sound too, not only music, because alarms, for example, not only the mm-hmm. fire drill, but everyone here also in the morning, probably an alarm is going off mm. in sound, not in light or something like that, unless you have a fancy light system that wakes you up. It's exactly, sound. Yeah. It's sound that it's starts sound. your day every day. Yeah. So it is yeah. powerful. Yeah. Fantastic. It's magic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Indeed it is. Some kind of magic. And the physics of it is just air pressure. You know? yeah. Or I don't know that, if it's that's just... What it that's is. a small yeah. thing. It could be a big thing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, uh, should we get on with the song a little bit too? The yeah, yeah music. I was going to just... Um, but I love all these topics. They're very interesting. Yeah, we, 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 could, we could just do another hour just on this, I imagine. But um, yeah, I mean, there's this... Um, if we're, do you want to do music or how do you want to do how do you want to tackle yeah, let, uh, let's yeah. do music yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely a lot to unpack unless you had something else on your mind uh, let's uh, do it. It, was, it was just I wanted to say I mean this is sort of I guess we more, more more of before we get to the instrumental bits I guess this would be just the vocals I think that probably in my opinion the scream at the beginning of the you know is probably 
in my opinion, uh, the best scream in heavy metal history. Yeah, it's it's better than Angel of Death. It is. Oh, yeah. That's another great one. <laughs> but yeah. it's so good. And what other examples of huge screams do we have? Probably some Ian Gillen stuff. He's done that few screams. Yeah. I know that my friends on our network, the Deep Dive Podcast Network, the Purple Podcast, had an episode with only Gillen's best screams. Yeah, and I mean the Who. The Who. Um, that's Halford's done a ton of them. Mm. Yeah. Primal screams. Primal screams. Yeah. The ability and sometimes the wish to just let out uh, yeah. primal. It's primal. It's it is. It's a, in every human you have that, you know. Yeah, and it's it's thanks to of course Bruce Dickinson, but maybe more even to Martin Birch and and the drilling, I, the that, whipping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They whatever recorded for hours and hours and hours just that intro phrase and. Yeah, the frustration and what it resulted in. I mean, it, it is psychological terror, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, and, but it, it turned into something really iconic and memorable. I left alone. My mind was blank. I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind. What did I see? Can I believe that what I saw that night was real and not just fantasy? Just what I saw in my old dreams were the reflections of my woman staring back at me. Cause in my dreams, it's always there! evil face that twists my mind and brings me to despair I think yeah. it's Bruce Dickinson's best vocal performance. Uh, not maybe number one of all time because he's done a lot of good vocals. But mm. this is really like, you can zoom in on it with your like proverbial microscope or yeah. os oscilloscope or whatever. And you can zoom in on it and in the details and it just gets better and better. If you listen, mm. the more you listen to it, it's so such a good vocal, even like the, it's harsh spitting almost a bit Paul Diano you know torches yeah. blaze and sacred chants were phrased yeah, he's, and he's angry a bit like not maybe moon child angry but it's close torches blazed and sacred chants were praised as they start to cry hands held to the sky and the mixing of the spitting and the singing yeah. you get yeah. you know best of both worlds really melody and and uh, yeah. spitting or harshness. You know. It definitely has a bit of a sn snarl, if you will, to the mm. to a lot. The... And if you listen isolated, you can hear that. It's, you know, it's... that's what I meant. Like in the details, you hear the saliva, and you hear the <gasps> breaths in and out because you know you couldn't uh, edit it into vacuum in between the the words back then. It was on tape, yeah. so you hear it. <gasps> oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's all in there. It's all in there, and it's visceral. It's it's meaty, you know. It's really cool. It's I mean, that's the best. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's 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 just it's just fucking badass. It's it's magical. Awesome vocal track. In the night, the fires are burning bright. The ritual has begun. Satan's work is done. Yeah, and as well, like the way that it's arranged, it starts with you know the intro with Steve and and one guitar. Then there's uh, when the second guitar comes in, the phaser. And then the hi-hat comes along. Adrian comes in. The, the shock, the fucking shock is so cool. 
they're building up these layers and the dynamic is just growing and it just builds up to this scream and it is perfect. I mean, it, it's so perfectly done, and every they, the way they play, like it's so tight. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous how tight they play this song. To, like, it, it's insane. Yeah, it's 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 so good. Every now and then I just get this uh, Clive in my heart feeling. And like I got to post a picture of Clive. And I mean, how good is he on this track? It's so good that you don't even think that much about the drums. No. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. He, he doesn't do one thing that doesn't fit. don't understand i don't understand most of the time how much work goes into that little hi-hat the hi-hat is as important as one guitar yeah and people see the hi-hat as a the tish 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 thing that yeah, yeah. thing it's 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 a, it's a full-on musical instrument by itself yeah the drum sound on this album is it, that's what makes it so like the early 80s metal drum sound yeah. it's a bit 70s yes. still but the trends have changed ever so slightly and it's and it's loud in the mix and uh, it's just so punchy and tight and nice every new yeah. decade takes some time to get settled right the, the yeah. early 70s were fairly 60s still yeah, and the early '60s were probably fairly '50s still. You know, if you look at '60 or '61, and I yeah. think in the case of the '80s, the '80s aesthetic was so extreme mm. that I would claim it took until '86 for it to really to fully really be there. Yeah, yeah, and then it was like, this is who we are. This is what we do. It came then. So I mean, all the yeah. new wave of British heavy metal thing, if you go by my yeah. arbitrary rule book, yeah. ended before the '80s. Really. Yeah, like I, my view on this is that the 80s started culturally with the invention of the Yamaha DX7 synthesizer. I think it's that easy. Honestly, it's a one piece of technology that changed the sound of everything. Pure 80s. It happened in fashion as well, like all these polyesters and screaming colors came in and, and it was just like, we need something new, something cold and the crazy hair industrial i don't know yeah and crazy yeah, the hair hairspray yeah. wow <laughs> the ozone layer took a hit it took a hit yeah 
Hey guys, 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 we've gone too far. Yeah, yeah. It's 85 all around. But I don't know, I may or may not have told you about my time machine. I mean, it's clearly gonna work, but it's gonna take a little while. That's so true. Getting back to 82 will take us till about the next episode. Yep. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I will return! I didn't A to Z, innit?